Hi everyone, it is Kara Boley, the wellness coordinator here with the city of Chandler, and today's episode of Crushing It with Kara, where we don't sugarcoat is a great guest, Marty Gatrost. I invited him to chat with us because he did the most amazing thing. You guys know I'm all about wellness, well-being, health, and all that good stuff. Marty hiked the Continental Divide. That is 2,700 miles of hiking, for those of you who don't know. This is no small feat. So welcome, Marty. I'm super happy to have you here and talk about this. Uh, great. Well, thanks for having me here. I'm excited to do this. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah I did the, high, the Continental Divide Trail this past summer. Um, yeah, like you said, I, how I did it was 2,700 miles. I think they say it's like 3,100, but okay. there's it's literally like it's more of a route, and you like pick your own adventure as you go. Love it, like the much. Mad Libs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, it, uh, it covers uh, five states. You know, you start in southern New Mexico, right in the boot hill there, and kind of you follow roughly the Continental Divide of the U.S. Along the spine there, uh, but all the way up through New Mexico, through Colorado, uh, through Wyoming, over into Idaho, and then up through Montana to the Canadian border in Glacier National Park. Oh, I've never been to Glacier. I heard it's beautiful. It was the highlight of this trail, and this is actually the third long-distance trail I've done, okay. and it's actually the most beautiful of all three of those. Really? Yeah, absolutely stunning. It was like... The Ice Age meets Jurassic Park, you know, just these crazy mountains and waterfalls and super green and these blue glacial fed lakes and just amazing. You know? Awesome. So, gosh, this is your third long trek. What, what are the other two? Uh, the Pacific Crest Trail uh -huh. and the Pacific Northwest Trail. How long were those? Uh, the Pacific Crest Trail is 2,600 miles, and that goes through California, uh, Oregon, and um, Washington, you know, from the Mexico border to the Canadian border through there. And the Pacific Northwest Trail actually starts where I finished the Continental Divide Trail at Glacier National Park, and that, that goes west along the Canadian border wow. through Montana, Idaho, Washington over to Puget Sound and then does like clockwise around Puget Sound through the Olympic National Park, out through the whole rainforest onto the beach and finishes at Cape Alava, which is the westernmost point in the U.S. Awesome. Gosh, yeah. <laughs> I'm so jealous yeah, of all of these. that one last summer, yeah. Okay. Uh -huh. So, you know, I'm like the wellness person and I like to talk about food and snacks. I need to know, how do you how does the food work? How do you eat for these uh, things? Well, I, I don't know. I think as the wellness coordinator, you might be horrified uh, to learn what my diet is on there. You know, it's uh, it, it, I eat a, like probably about five Snickers bars a day, uh -huh. uh, a lot of ramen noodles, a lot of Pop-Tarts, um, you know, a lot of Cliff Bars, um, a lot of coffee, a lot of caffeine. Sure, <laughs> yeah. sure. I don't blame you. Yeah, so yeah. do you, are you pack, do you pack everything? Do you have stops along the way where you can get food? How does that? Yeah, no, and I, I, I stop about every week and I'll go into town 
uh, you know, usually, and uh, get my resupply, get a shower, update my maps, you know, all these, you know, take care of all the chores and okay. stuff. We call, as I call in through hiking, they're called zeros. So we'll take actually with zero where we do zero miles for that. Day. Okay, got yeah. you. Okay, yeah. good to know. I had I had to know. And I guess your fuel, like you're just taking whatever fuel you can get, right? Like you, you, because you're burning, you're just probably yeah. scorching through all your energy stores. Yeah, yeah, and that's, it's you look at just whatever has the most calories mm-hmm. or calorie dense, you know, but also lightweight, small, and yeah, non-perishable, <laughs> For you know, sure. which is a challenge really cuz and like this time I actually lost I think I lost about 25 pounds. I was going to ask you. Yeah. yeah. Over the course of 5 months, yeah. That is crazy. Oh gosh, this is so interesting. Okay. Yeah. What about, what do you do for water? Pack some and then do you have filtration that you use? Yeah, I just have a water filter. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, water is such a, it, it's actually a big part of the weight that you carry. Sure. So yeah, you try and figure out how to get the minimum, wa- carry the minimum water possible. Yeah. But yeah, I do. And I carry a very small little water filter that I can just stop, you know, and you, you know where the water sources are coming up ahead and stuff. And you just plan it out, like how much the minimum you need. Really. Yeah. Speaking of like what you're carrying, tell yeah. me what you kind of what what do you take with you? What do you carry in your backpack? Uh, it's all like you know kind of geared towards ultralight, mm-hmm. uh, you know. So I think like my pack without food or water weighs twelve pounds, and that's like my pack, my tent, my sleeping bag, my sleeping pad, my cooking stuff, my elect like electronics, uh, you know, because also photographer I carry a camera and okay like, but then also like one of the things like you also have to carry like a, I carry a USB battery for recharging all my, my electronics and then also I have to carry all the charging stuff so when I get into town that's also one of the things I do on my zeros is charge all my electronics my USB battery my camera batteries everything yeah yeah interesting um, 12 pounds yeah I feel yeah. like my date pack for hiking way is more than <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a fine art packing i'm sure <laughs> yeah yeah and it's something you evolve over time you sure. know like god i did my, my first backpacking trip was in uh new hampshire in like 1999 i didn't know anything about through hiking or ultralight and i'm not kidding like it might pack probably weighed like 50 pounds uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah that would burn a lot more calories. So you oh, need, yeah, need yeah, more exactly. food. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, I was much much younger back then. So <laughs> now you've learned some lessons. I bet over yeah, the years. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, is there a lot of alone time? Are you? Did you? I think you went alone, if I remember mm-hmm. right. Yeah. So do you meet people along the way, or not yeah, necessarily? This time, actually, I did. I started with uh, some friends of mine. You know, and we hike off and on. The beginning, uh, kind of through New Mexico, I hiked off and on with them. But then we kind of split up on different schedules, and um, I had, you know, I like probably about half of the entire time I would say I was on my own. Okay. And the other half, you know, I'd hike with groups, and then eventually, you know, usually like town stops, like somebody wants to take an extra day or somebody wants to leave early, and so you just kind of do your own thing then. Yeah. Are you pretty flexible, or do you have like a you have kind of a timeline that you're going to stick to no matter what if you can? No, no, I'm totally flexible. Are you? Okay. Yeah, you know, literally awesome. just, and that's what I like. And also what I like about doing my own thing is that, and also doing photography, I'm like, oh, look at this beautiful lake. And I'll actually go out of my way, you know, off trail to go photograph like a peak or a lake or something, you know, and it allows me that flexibility. Yeah, I bet you can get, just see the most amazing things too that a lot of people don't get a chance to see. Oh yeah, yeah, it's just beautiful. And just like the the amount of the the Western US that I've gotten to see on these hikes is, is pretty spectacular, I think. 
so how did you start? Because I know, like, that's it's a big. It's not like, hey, in yeah. next month I'm gonna go. <laughs> yeah. So what got you interested in these longer journeys? Uh, you know, just uh, doing backpack. You know, weekend backpacking trips, really. And uh, you know, I, I the more more of them I did, the more I liked it, and the longer I wanted to stay out. And um, you know, I said at first I was just like the first hike, long distance hike I did was the Pacific Crest Trail, and uh, I started uh, realizing you know that I wanted to stay out longer. And I I looked at the John Muir Trail first, you know, uh-huh. I was like, oh okay, well, I can do that. That seems you know. But then I realized John Muir Trail was part of the Pacific Crest Trail, and then it evolved into actually doing the entire Pacific Crest Trail, you know, and. Um, so it's probably how how it evolved, I'd say. Yeah, interesting. It's yeah. like getting your first tattoo. They say you, you never stop at one. You just end up. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, that's One great. or two days isn't enough. You have to just up up it each time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, that's a good great. analogy. What are some of the other other things that would were there certain places you wanted to get to, or you just. Uh, or see, I should say, or were you just kind of along the way like, oh, I heard about this or someone mentioned I should go here or did you have kind of certain things? You spend, you spend like, for me, usually I, I'll spend like an entire year researching mm-hmm. the trail and, you know, you know where all your stops are and everything, but then you also know where the highlights are. And so for the Continental Divide Trail, like I knew like, you know, in New Mexico, I'd be going through the Gila River wilderness and then in Colorado, you know, you're pretty much... In Colorado, you're above 12,000 feet the whole time. And uh, you know, actually, the trail goes to, or either goes past or actually to uh, some of the 14ers in Colorado. Okay. So, you know, you're kind of peak bagging all through Colorado. Yeah. Uh, then, you know, in uh, Wyoming, you go right through Yellowstone. So, and I'd never seen the geysers, so that, yeah. that was a highlight. And then, of course, you know, once you're in Montana, you're in Glacier National Park. It's fall, all the fall colors oh, are everywhere. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's something cool about just being like, you know, like there's grizzlies, there's wolves, everything, all the big predators there. It's just like kind of an in- intact ecosystem and yeah. beautiful, yeah. That was going to be my next question about mm. what kind of animals have you seen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I have, uh, I, I, you know, on this hike, I saw uh, I saw a lot of moose, mm-hmm. literally, like especially in Colorado. Like I've, I had a, one day I actually had a moose running towards me on trail, and he ran within, like, five feet of me, like, right past me and the group I was with, too, you know? We're all just, like, standing there. I've had to, like, wait for, like, moose to get off. Like, they'll be grazing on the trail. I had to wait for them to get off trail. Because they can be pretty aggressive. Is that true, potentially? They're potentially aggressive. I've never, fortunately, I've never had a problem. I was actually a little worried about the one that was running toward me on trail, (laughs) but he just kept going. He really didn't care about me so much. Um... Yeah, I've seen a ton of black bear. I've never had it. Like, I've, I've had standoffs with them and stuff, but it's literally they just they decide you're probably not worth it and keep going. <laughs> no meat on your bones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. By that point, yeah, so skinny. Do you carry any, like, do you carry bear spray or do you carry any of those types of things or not necessarily? Uh, yeah, I do. In grizzly country, I do carry yeah, bear spray. sure. You know. Have you had to use it? No. Thank, <laughs> yeah, good. no, thank God I've not... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, and I literally, I did, this time I actually had a bear outside uh, of my tent, and I kind of, I was worried I was going to have to, but I think as soon as he, he figured out I was a human, he ran. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Rattlesnakes are uh, not so much around. Yeah, 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 see, uh, in New Mexico, I saw, yeah. actually in New Mexico, and then actually I saw quite a few in Wyoming, we crossed through the Great uh, Basin, 
you know, and it's kind of a desert actually in Wyoming, and there were quite a few uh, prairie rattlesnakes that we oh, saw. Okay, there. Yeah. okay, that's the thing with hiking, right? You always have to be. Like, you can only be so much in your head, but you really have to be paying attention to your surroundings, too. Of oh, yeah. Just mm-hmm. Not only just rocks and whatever else to not fall, but... <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Have you had any falls, any incidents, or you you made it through healthy? Uh, no falls. Um, I did actually... I got struck by lightning this summer. Whoa. I did, yeah, in Colorado, yeah. And what happened? Uh, uh, you know <laughs> what? I, I think that it was probably... Uh, it struck somewhere behind me mm-hmm. and then arced over and got me. Is all I can guess because, um, especially when you start in the southern part, you go through the San Juan Mountains, and it's still like I went in May 28th, so I was on snow the whole time. But you're also above like 12,000 feet the sure. whole time, and so and all the tree lines far below you. Mm-hmm. And these storms come in every day, like around noon, the clouds start building up, and you realize that you either you know you either you have to hike through the storms, or you're going to be like a one man Donner party. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, it was like literally my third storm of the day. You know, like I think about four in the afternoon, and uh, it's like hailing and lightning and. Um, I did. I had my umbrella up. It's like a carbon fiber umbrella, you know, It'd keep the hell off me and yeah, just yeah. keep my rain gear kind of dry, at least on my torso. And uh, yeah, I just I heard a huge clap over top over my head. And then it was the weirdest thing. I was like, it, it happened so quick, I think that it took me a second to realize that it was lightning. But I felt like uh, electricity come hit my umbrella, come down through my arm and then through my chest. And I was like, it was, but it was like getting shocked in your house or something, you know, like yeah. touching a wire. And uh, it was, I was like, oh, that's strange. I just got electrocuted, you know. <laughs> and then like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it was like a millisecond later, my brain process. Yeah. Like, no, you just got st- struck by lightning, <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> and, uh, you know, yeah, like it, it kind of, it, it had knocked me to my knees. And then like I literally, I, once I figured out what had happened, I grabbed my umbrella, got up and just ran down to a pass and then like lightning was striking all around me. Wow. Yeah, and I was kind of just crouched by like some like two foot high like evergreen bushes. That's probably about the highest thing around. Sure, and, when you're uh, that high. Yeah, I was kind of just, I was hoping that, that the lightning would let up, but it wasn't, you know, and it was, but it switched over to rain. And then I was getting soaked through, my ring gear was getting all soaked through and I started getting hypothermia. You know, and then so I realized that the hypothermia was going to kill me quicker than the lightning. (laughs) (laughs) So I just started every time I'd hear the uh, lightning crack, I'd run to the like the next perceivable, you know, like um, I wouldn't call it shelter, but, you know, somewhere a little safer, the next highest thing I could see. And yeah, I finally made it down to tree line and then found like uh, the lee side of some trees where there's a shallow depression in the snow and got my tent set up and got out of my wet clothes and in my tent and I'm like shivering and uh, just like it was, that's probably the only time on trail where I've seriously questioned why I was there. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, it's like I could be at home in a nice warm house and like, you know, have all the conveniences of the modern world. Right. <laughs> I can imagine you questioning yeah, <laughs> that. Yeah, <minute>. yeah. <laughs> but then again, not many people have that story to share either. So <laughs> Yeah, no, and it, it's kinda I, I, I can't say I ever wanted to be struck by lightning, but it's kind of cool that it happened, that I didn't get hurt, and that I got to experience that, you know, and it has left me wondering, like, why, you know, like, why I got why I got struck, why I wasn't hurt, like, mm-hmm. you know, is there a reason for me being here? So you didn't have All to seek questions. medical treatment, or you just kind of, like, rested and got warm and dry and yeah, 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 I think, way. yeah, I was, uh, I was kind of in shock that evening, but oh, I bet. that was about it, yeah, yeah. you know, like... Uh, 
Yeah, I know. My main concern actually, right after it happened, was that uh, either my that it fried my phone because mm-hmm. that was my navigation. I was still on snow, and without GPS, you'd really just be wandering around. Oh, for sure, because <laughs> yeah. you can't see the trail. There is yeah. that. The trail's probably ten feet under the snow. Oh my so. gosh, yeah. I never thought about that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Snow's not my thing. I don't. I prefer to not do snow. <laughs> 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 yeah. I'm from Michigan, so no. Uh, oh, I saw right. my. I've seen my fair share. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that obviously you have to be, have quite a lot of stamina, endurance. So how do you, do you have a training plan for these hikes? Like how do you kind of build up your, um, to get to that, to the distance or whatever you want to cover in the day at least? Um, I do a lot of running, Okay. you know, and a lot of hiking, you know, even like when I'm not through hiking, I, I backpack, I hike, I run pretty much, you know, like some combination of like. Most most weeks. Okay. Yeah. Do you have do you have mileage goals that you try to hit like with that as you're coming up to a big hike? Like mm-hmm. I want to hit however many miles. No, a week, no, or? no. It's not really that you know no. so much like um, and it is. There's a lot of on the job training as I call it. <laughs> sure. you know, Where you know and you start your mileage starts off smaller like you know maybe you're doing 15 miles a day you know and you work up to 20 and then like my. I think my highest mileage on there was uh, 50 miles. I did in like 16 hours. Wow, that's yeah. tough in it though. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That was a that was a long day and night. I bet. Do you ever run? Or are you mostly just like walking fast? No, you're just walking. Yeah, because yeah. running would probably. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> also, also dangerous. I feel like it's an easier way to twist an ankle or some little, you know, some little something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Do you um, have any other upcoming ones in the next, like, few years that you plan on doing? Any others you have your eye on? Uh, yeah, actually, I, I'll start the Arizona Trail in, um, I think I'll probably start, like, the first week of uh, March. Oh, okay. So coming yeah. up quick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. So you took a li- you're taking a little downtime. Yeah, but... and the Arizona Trail is actually a short one. It's only, like, 800 miles. So, oh, so short, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's all relative, everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a, an easy one after the the big one I just did. I'm so. sure. Okay, is that that? I imagine. Where does that run from? Uh, you st- that starts in the Huachuca Mountain Range down on the uh, Mexican border. Okay. You know, and goes all the way through like the uh, they call them the Sky Islands. You know, through the Huachucas, uh, the Santa Ritas, the um, Mount Lemmon. You go through the Catalinas. And then uh, all the way up through uh, the Maguillon Rim, uh-huh. and then uh, through the Grand Canyon, and then up the plateau to um, Utah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> when you, sorry, this just made me. I'm kind of reverting back a little bit. When you, when you get to your end spot, like yeah. when the trail ends, like, hey, we're done. I've completed this. What, like, what's the first thing you look forward to? I think uh, just downtime, you know, yeah. because it is, you're, you're so motivated by like, you know, because uh, the end goal and getting to the next resupply are the, your two main things. But like, there's never a time where you don't have a thousand things to do, sure. you know, like yeah. either you're on trail and you're like trying to make your mileage, you know, because you do, you, you base your resupply your food on how you know yeah like I have to do 20 miles a day and so it's you get up and you have to do your mileage every day or you got like one day in town to do all your resupply and you know charge everything make contact everybody and yeah so it's you're constantly on the go actually you know people think like oh you're on some big long five month sabbatical but it is it's really (laughs) uh 
uh, uh, I'd say it's a like a long, ultra long distance adventure race. Sure, really. sure, and kind of a full time job, right? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. It's. Uh, I think people are often surprised that it's not you know some magical you know stay in the woods. <laughs> yes, it is work for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that so you look forward to the downtime. I can definitely a mm. comfortable bed maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a comfortable bed, you know, and just uh resting, you know, catching up with all the your family and stuff back home and yeah. everything. Yeah, cuz you take a, a it's a period of time that yeah. you know you're gone. It's no small it's mm. no small number of days yeah. either. So we talked about the training. Do you have recommendations for people like who maybe are interested or doing a portion, a portion of one of the longer trails. Um, do you have certain go-to like websites or um, people you follow on Facebook or groups that you kind of get involved with for say like a novice or someone who's just mm-hmm. a good hiker, but wants to try something a little more challenging? Yeah, I would say, uh, especially, you know, if you live here in Arizona, like the Arizona trail is so convenient, you know, and there's all these little sections that you can do. And so, yeah, the Arizona trail association has their own website. Okay. Uh, you know, and just start off in sections. You know, they call it actually like there's through hikers and there's section hikers. You know, and there's section hikers. Or, you know, you can do anywhere from like a 20 mile section to a 100 mile section. You know, whatever, just to see if that's what you really like. Yeah, I felt like I've tackled some big hikes until I talked to you. <laughs> now I feel like, oh, yeah. you should try something a little harder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I love it though. So good. Yeah. Is there anything else? Anything else you would add for any of any of our voices of Chandler? podcast listeners of getting started or getting interested or anything like anything like that hiking adventures anything you would share any words of wisdom for me Hedley you know I do it uh, I find that life is very simple uh, on trail and that's a, in a good way you know like it's just like we live in such a complicated busy world you know and to go out there for extended length of time and every like time slows down actually your perception of time slows down uh you know there's no email there's no like this constant barrage of the electronic world and you know we're overstimulated by so much and you go out there and you realize that uh you know maybe there, there's there's different ways of living you know and it's actually through hiking has changed how i live my life even in the modern world okay. too you know like yeah. i've just I've become a minimalist and like uh, i try and live a very simple life yeah i like that yeah. a lot i think probably we could all benefit from simplifying a little bit yeah it's absolutely yeah. easy to get caught up in all the all the stuff and all the gadgets and all the you know like you were saying earlier just adjusting to a more coming back to a different a different type of lifestyle than when you're on the trail yeah absolutely yeah when you you know out there everything's slow and natural and you get back here and it is life at 65 miles an hour and like you go into towns and all of a sudden everything's loud and fast and stressful and you know, like just every all the smells and sounds and everything—it's overwhelming. That it is. <laughs> yeah. It's so interesting that you say that because you're right. All those things are. I, I think we get you know you get so accustomed to them when you're when you don't take time away or yeah. for a longer period of time you get kind of used to the smells and the noise and the lights and yeah. the go go go. I bet it is a readjustment to come back. Yeah, know? absolutely. Yeah, and that's probably why you're looking forward to your next. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, actually, it's. Uh, <laughs> As much as I look forward to finishing, it, it only takes like a few weeks before I'm back to like, okay, where's my next hike? I got to just get away from 
Yeah. All the craziness. Yeah, absolutely. I love yeah. it. Well, thank you so much for coming in and chatting with us today. I think um, you, you've really, I think, opened up people's eyes to how this goes. And just, I know we didn't, we don't have a long amount of time, but I think it's been really interesting just to help people learn a little bit more about um, those types of long hikes yeah. and just where to get started or, or just things to think about. I yeah, like absolutely. Thank you. Thank yeah, you I encourage so everybody to get out there and uh, just enjoy the beautiful uh, country women. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. You are very welcome.